Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Mandory's Excellent Adventure Replay. What, what? Hi everyone. Uh, Might as well give you an update. Yep, Matt and I. Dory <laughs> gave me an illness. Well, okay, let's back it up. Back it up. Henry got hand, foot, and mouth. Henry was playing with other babies or something. Ate a baby. I don't know how you get it. You ate a hand or a foot or a mouth. He got hand, foot, and mouth. So little guy was all rashy. And sad. And sad. And, and then, then started I... to turn a corner on Saturday, which was also the day that Dory discovered that she could only eat cereal, and then she decided to throw that up six hours later. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't get me sick. I have so much work to do. We were supposed to go out to dinner with our friends, and then um, one, of the, one of the couple was sick, and then Dory was still going to go, and then... We had a babysitter all lined up. And then Dory was like, "You can you find something to do? And I was like, yeah, I can find something to do. And then Dory got sick, and I was like, oh. 
I'm also tired. <laughs> so spend some time at Walgreens. You got me Gatorade and saltines. Gatorade and saltines. Really reminiscent uh, of that old first trimester. I had to go to Walgreens because I couldn't find my wallet for two days. It was in a sweatshirt I'm currently wearing. Mm. I went to Walgreens because I can use Apple Pay there. Mm. And I know that I can. Other places you're just like, I think they take it. <laughs> and they usually do, but you never know. So I didn't want to like go get some stuff at a grocery store, go up to the cash register, and then be like, mm, oh no. Yeah. Anyway, Dory's like, you better go to bed early because I don't know how I'm going to feel in the morning and someone's going to have to deal with Henry. I was like, okay. Got into bed at 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday. Woke up when Henry started screaming. I got of the 10 to 7, let's call it 10 to 6.30 because of daylight savings. I slept for three hours and 14 minutes. I was tossing and turning all night. And then, uh, you know, spent the afternoon with Henry. We didn't go to Rye because we didn't want to give more hand, foot, and mouth to people who have hands, feet, and mouth. <laughs> and then, I think it was during your second nap of the day that I started to feel sick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I needed a nap. And then I napped from like 2.30 to 4.30. Really? You napped that long? Yes. Whoa. I think I did. I don't know. It's up to the bed to tell us. Um, and then, you know, we're, I'm like, oh, God, we got to do this podcast. How are we doing on the podcast? And then Dory's like, hey, and I are smarter than you. So we do this thing whenever if something comes up and we can't do the podcast. What was that, honey? It's, it sounded exactly like what you said. What? Mm-hmm. Um, I said that we should re-air one of our favorite episodes. Yeah. Uh, I believe you said, let's just throw up an old one. No, I didn't say yeah. that. Yeah. So you <laughs> were like, let's throw up an old one. No, I must have, you must have had that in your head because I was throwing up. Anyway, we're like, which one should we do? And then I said... Why don't we just swing back into the archives and throw an old one up that maybe people haven't listened to? So, we're going to play the My Two Dads episode of the podcast with our dear friends Mark and Chris. And this is pre-baby one. Pre-their baby one, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they are now, they have, they have deuce babies. They have dose babies, yep. Deuce babies. Deuce babies. Deuce babies. <laughs> um, but you know, you'll listen to it on the other side of things where it's it's uh, uh, surrogacy, choosing an egg donor, the ups and downs of that, uh, and lot. You know what's cool about this is I can say to you guys as you listen, they had a happy ending. Usually, yeah. you don't know those things, and we didn't know then. Um, it had the ending that they wanted. Yeah. Okay. You're saying that other people don't want that ending? No, I'm saying that like there are many different ways a happy ending can look. Right. Anyway. Where they 
these that here's not gotten the flu. Here's the episode, and I actually just remembered that I think we only interviewed Mark on it because Chris was sick. Because Chris had drank water from the Integrachon, the, the Integrachon's well, <laughs> which seemed like and a probably terrible got idea. Giarda or something. <laughs> seemed like a terrible idea then, and it's still a bad idea. Bring your, bring your own water. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Anyway. So we're going to get, get hop in the Wayback Machine to 2017 for a Palm Springs recorded episode of Mandory's Excellent Adventure replay edition something. Anyway, here it is. Well, go Hello, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Myra. I'm Dory Shafrir. We are the hosts of this excellent adventure. Because my eggs are old. And my sperm's real dumb. And I mean, it's not dumb. It's just not particularly bountiful. It's not copious. It's not copious sperm. Yeah. But the sperm that is there is is actually the sperm that is there is not dumb. Yeah. Well, TBD. Some of them could be very dumb. That's true. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Something to think about. Yeah. Um, So this is episode 11. (laughs) That's right. Guys, we're recording an intro to this episode because the first three minutes of the audio, I was just like, hmm, it's passable, but you know what? We could do better. Basically, Matt didn't want to get emails from people being like, um, guys, the first three minutes of the audio. Yeah. Plus, I didn't want anyone to like listen and then be like, well, I can't deal with the dishwasher running in the background. So I'm not going to listen to this episode yeah. oh, and because that... I like this episode so much. Right. So last night we were staying with some friends in Palm Springs yeah. in a home that had a dishwasher. Yeah. We do not have a dishwasher. We were just like so excited by the amazing luxury of a dishwasher. And then we just kept running it. Running dishes. Like um, dishes that we were like, this is kind of clean, but you know what? Let's throw it in. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Also, yeah. it's dishwasher had a remote. Had a remote to turn on because it had no buttons on it. Yeah. And I have to say, it was not a great dishwasher. No, and it was very small. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we decided to spend New Year's Eve recording this episode. We did, yeah. We recorded this episode at like 9 p.m. last night, New yeah. Year's Eve. With our dear friend, Mark Kushner. Yeah, we had Mark on. Mark, if you don't know Mark, you... I mean, I don't know that you would know him. He married us. He married us. He performed the wedding ceremony. Uh, that, at the Venetian. At the Venetian in Las Vegas. Uh, he did a great job. Fantastic job. Mark uh, is Dory's friend from college and has become my friend from Dory. Yeah. And Mark's awesome. He's an architect and he also runs, he started um, a site called Architizer that you should check out. And yeah, absolutely should check it he's out. He's written books and he has his own architecture firm and he's very tall and handsome. He's got a great uh, penthouse in Brooklyn and he's building a house. The guy's got it all going and on. And he has a wonderful husband who unfortunately was sick last night. Chris Barley, great guy, sick. Um, so he did not join us on the podcast, but Mark did because... Mark and Chris have been trying to have a baby. Yeah. Through science. Through science. Just so like us. We figured, what the heck? Let's hear it from that side of things. What do you do when it's two handsome dudes? How do they make a baby? 
You'll find out You're on this episode. You're going to find out on this very, episode, very special episode. And I should say, in the original intro, we talked about how tall and handsome Mark was. I, I already mentioned that. I know, but I just wanted to reiterate that because I feel bad that we're cutting out the original intro where he's there and had to listen to us say oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was kind of awesome. He felt so awkward. Yeah. It was great. We also told him he couldn't speak. Yeah. Which was, I, you know. Until we told him it was okay. Yeah. Anyway. Show. But anyway, here's this conversation. We learned a whole lot about yeah. what it's like to find a surrogate, get embryos, Et have a baby, the whole nine yards, uh, and welcome and enjoy episode 11 of Dory and Matt, Matt and Dory. What are we calling this? Matt and Dory's. Excellent adventure. Here's Mark Kushner and us talking about that now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mark Kushner. Mark, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. This is my first podcast. It's, I no it's way. Well, yeah, so far, you're so doing good. great so far. Thanks, guys. Um, so yeah, so we wanted we, Mark. We're talking about IVF, Mark. That's what we do on this podcast. We've had in vitro fertilization done twice, two rounds. Two rounds so far. No, no pregnancies. You've had it done two rounds. Also, two rounds as well. Yeah, let's. Let's back up. Oh, we're backing up. Yeah, let's back up. Let's take a walk. So Mark and his husband, Chris. Who's sick. Who is sick. Mm. He's very sick. He was going to be on this podcast, but he's sleeping right now because he's very sick. Um, I think that was the Integratron's fault, but I'll just leave Actually, that. Mark, why don't you tell us in your own words? Just a little, just give us, give us the quick background on where you are. Yeah, so Chris and I... When did you get married? Got married four and a half years ago. Okay, so 2012. In 2012. I was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, it was wonderful. In New York, it was a great wedding. Yeah. Didn't, didn't want a big Jewish gay wedding. Uh-huh. Ended up with a big Jewish gay wedding, and it was great. You were in the vows section. In the vows section. Google it. Yeah. It's pretty Spectacular. <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that happened. And that was great. And Chris and I decided that we wanted to have, have a baby together. Chris, is a, Chris is a man, we should say. Oh, yeah. Because that, oh, yeah, be, that could, could be, be confusing. Yeah. It's like a, any name that ends with an A-H, I'm thinking, is a girl. Micah's, Yaliva's, whatever the hell they are. I think they're girl <laughs> names. I think they're both girl names. I never know who you're talking and about. And I should say, I'm a man, too. So we're, we're a gay couple. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I think, right? Just set the Had table. you guys talked about children before you got married? Oh, good question. We did. We talked a lot about children. Um, so... Was it always, you were both like, yes, we want them? Well, I'm a little older than Chris. So mm-hmm. Maybe I had, I had kids on the brain a little more substantially than he did at You're the time. You're Dory's age. I am. Yeah. I am indeed. And her eggs are old. The right, yeah, as is my sperm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we, that was a, a big reason why we, uh, Chris converted to Judaism and we got married and pretty much immediately started looking into how to get get going mm-hmm. making a kid where do you start do you go to like a consultant do you just ask around do you google that's the thing where do you start <laughs> there's like there's no good place to get answers so we just started asking around meanwhile mm. my sister was going through IVF mm. multiple multiple rounds so um, she through the process had met obviously doctors and Sure. People. So we, 
She sent us to one of her doctors. Uh, Which doctor? Oh, I don't remember his name. It was mm. not a fit. Okay. Mm. All right. I think it was it was a pretty creepy experience. We've been through the not a fits. Yeah, it's just sort of like, Had he ever met had he ever <clears throat> done a gay couple's child before? Yeah, he, well, he was saying yes, but there was I mean, there was I, scant evidence. It, there was, yeah, it was it was like nothing. I, I didn't know where <laughs> the, the whole thing was strange and uh it, that actually kind of set us back. Um, and we just sort of stopped for a bit because we both walked away with the bad taste. I don't mm. remember exactly what it was that put us off, but we, we stopped. We ended up meeting um, one of my sister's friends. So my okay. sister ended up having a, a baby, mm-hmm. a baby girl whose best friend has two dads. Mm-hmm. And they took us out to dinner. Mm. They were so just nice. to be clear for the listener, this yeah. isn't a situation where they're not sure who the father is and they both live in a building with a family judge and it's called My Two Dads. This is a different situation. It's a different Where situation. they were married and wanted to have a child together. Oh, how I wish it was My Two Dads. <laughs> <laughs> they had that great chair. Uh, it was a it's car. A, it was a car chair. A car it's a, and you know the theme of my bar mitzvah. It's cars. Cars. So there you go. We're really coming full circle here. Okay. So you go to dinner with people who've been through it. And this was amazing. So like we were sort of weirded out. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know who to talk to. And they were incredibly generous. And we're just like, let's just, let's go to dinner. And we're going to tell you everything we know. Oh. And based on how um, particular they are, um, Mm. because they're pretty particular Mm -hmm. and they had done extensive research, we were sort of like, yeah, what they said. Yeah. So um, that sort of got us back into the ball game. So what did they say? Not any advice that we ended up using. So ah. we ended up going with that. So it's, I'm sorry. This is, so it's, it's a ponderous thing. And I don't know if it was as like weirdly ambiguous for you guys. but Well, we sort of had to do the thing of like asking around. And you just, yeah, you just ask around. So yeah. like, so the because thing, it's like, what else are you going to, you're going to read like Yelp reviews? Exactly. Yeah. For us, the thing that really got us to, to, to starting the process was the legal angle. And I don't think that you have mm. that. Part go on. So a friend of ours is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and her friend, who's a lawyer, okay, specializes in fertility in Massachusetts, okay. where surrogacy, where third-party surrogacy, is more or less legal. Can we back up for one second? Yeah. Oh. Was the thinking with you and Chris was it always that you were going to use a surrogate? Yes. Okay. We were definitely going to use a surrogate. We were unsure about who, where, where the eggs would come from. Mm. Gotcha. So at this point, you're still unsure where the eggs are coming from. Correct. And you're like, we would like to use a surrogate. We don't really know what to do, exactly. how to find one. Exactly. Okay. So we meet this amazing lawyer. And it seemed at the time, we're like, lawyer, this is the way into this whole thing. But it turns out now we're you know fully down the road. There are like four or five lawyers involved in what we've done um, as far as... That's buying an egg, mm. making a fertility arrangement or a whatever carrier gestational mm-hmm. agreement with mm-hmm. the carrier, and then we have to do whatever. There's lots of legal steps along okay. the way, and multiple lawyers along the way. And she led us to an agency, a, a not a huge agency, agency, a small agency, mm-hmm. Northeast Assisted Fertility. Mm-hmm. I live in New York. Incidentally, okay. right. for your listeners' sake, and I know you and I have discussed this, but for our listeners' sake. Can you briefly explain why you didn't want to look for a surrogate in New York? So the laws in New York are not advantageous for the uh, 
I guess, sperm donors in this case. So there was a case, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer, but there was a case in, I think, the 80s mm-hmm. um, where uh, a, a carrier had changed her mind mm-hmm. and ended up, in fact, keeping the child. Even though she didn't donate the Even though the it eggs. was not her egg or, uh, you know, or her husband's sperm. Um, because... That's crazy. Yeah, so it's crazy. So basically what you want to do is you want to do it in a state where the child is yours. Right. Even, uh, and, and you can make decisions along the pregnancy. Yeah. So and Pen- Massachusetts is one of those Massachusetts states. is one, Pennsylvania is one, California is one, and there are multiple other states, but New York is particularly bad. Interesting. And has anyone ever do you know if anyone has ever tried to get that law changed? So the couple that took us out to dinner and were incredibly generous with their time, yes. one of them ended up becoming a state senator. What? And it's one of his major kind mm. of kind of wow. pushes. So who are, is it like the pro-life lobby that's it? like who is against that? I I think it's more of a case of this is where the chips landed and it hasn't yeah. been and right. hasn't been addressed. So and like, and I feel like a lot of family laws just archaic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And it hasn't been anyone's pet project enough to have it changed exactly. because you have to be really passionate about it to want it changed because for the vast majority of people it's not going to affect them no 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 exactly this is like a big sticky issue that affects yeah. a very very small number right. of people so um, so you know I have friends uh, gay couples in New York that have had their surrogate live in California and actually yeah. like flew out to, wow. to get the baby or even do it outside of the country because it's so difficult to do it in New York yeah so um, you know a few years ago yes. I wrote an article about Indian surrogates and I know a lot of gay couples from the US were starting to use them and then India changed the laws and I believe you're not allowed to use, like foreigners are not allowed to use Indian surrogates anymore hmm. I think it, I think it's a topic that like it, it I think it weirds people out yeah so it's like, a little like handmaid's tale totally yeah well one of the first issues that we encountered so like so we we found this agency that was going to help us find a carrier and they could also help us find an egg donor. But one of the first decisions that we needed to make was, do we want to use an egg from someone that we know? Mm. And I had thought it would be great. I have a, so I have a sister, um, who's younger, fresher. Mm. Indeed. We love a fresh egg here. Exactly. Uh, but she was doing IVF. She was doing IVF, but the problem wasn't in producing eggs. Okay. Got it. Um, so there you go. There's plenty of eggs there. You're thinking, Plenty of eggs. She could share one with her brother mm-hmm. as a, a gift. Yeah. And we could use my husband, Chris. There you go. And we could have a child that was mostly us. That's, yeah. And it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. I think because of those, I think there's weird issues around this. Did you Just talk? some weirdness did you, on her Did you come out and ask her? Part? Yeah. Yeah, we came out and asked her. We actually spoke to a therapist beforehand. Oh, wow. Um, and we spoke to her and we spoke to her husband. And I don't at all begrudge them this of decision. Um, but they weren't comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. And I and we accepted that. It was a straight yes or no question right. on our part. Mm-hmm. And we sort of just walked away from it. Right. But on paper... I don't know. Like if it you seems take, like an elegant solution. It's exactly yeah. right yeah. Um, because because we want a baby, and that will get us, I guess, seventy five percent of the way there from right. a, like a yeah. genes perspective. So, and you never thought about asking Chris's sister? Um, uh, no. Oh, all right, all right, that's fine. Whoa. 
<laughs> you went there. I told you we were going to go. We're going everywhere. To no, places. I mean, there's, yeah, okay, so we're there. Um, yeah, it's just incredibly intimate yeah. Yeah. question, and I think... It's a weird thing. I mean, we, we talked about it, too. Like, when I was like, oh, my sperm's not working the way it should be working, I was like, fuck, who's, what, what do I do? How do I, do I get a sperm donor? Do I, whose sperm do I use? And just, it's a question, luckily, because of ICSI, which is where they take one sperm cell, just throw it one. into the egg. Yeah. You only need one, and I got a million. Yeah. So we're okay on that end, but it was something we had to sit and think about, and it was quite a conundrum. It's, it's really a, like a huh. I'm like, I don't want my brother's kid. You know what? We so exactly right, and then like, what's he gonna feel like? Yeah. And um, like, Uncle Daddy. Yeah. Um, we ended up talking to this therapist, and he actually told us how to ask it, and I thought it was mm. really good. It's, it's not. Um, what did he say? He said it was a gift. Explain it as the greatest gift they would ever give to anyone. Mm. But just like any gift, you give it with no strings attached, right? You don't right. expect to take a gift back or right. have a special mm. relationship with, right. uh, you the know, gift. if, if yeah. you give someone a beautiful, expensive gift. And I thought that was a nice way to think about yeah. it. It did not, in our case, convince them Didn't to do it. Way, sure. Yeah, but... but Today's episode is brought to you by Third Love. Designed with measurements from millions of women, Third Love's bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but they know that the only one that matters is yours. I've had a great experience with Third Love. I really love their t-shirt bras, and I also really love their lace uh, balconette bra. It's kind of sexy. And I wore it recently with an open back dress, and I was like, you know what? I feel good about flashing this bra. Also, it's hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. It has straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Plus, returns and exchanges are free and easy. In fact, thanks to Third Love's perfect fit promise, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Just go to thirdlove.com slash adventure now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash adventure for 15% off today. Let's try that again. Today's episode is brought to you by Molecule. Here's a New Year's resolution for you. Stop breathing contaminated air. Did you know that the American Lung Association says more than 140 million Americans are living with unhealthy air? But with Molecule, you don't have to be one of them. Molecule has a breakthrough technology called PICO, which stands for photoelectrochemical oxidation. And it just helps leave behind truly clean air. Their technology has been verified and tested by real people. And it's given allergy and asthma sufferers all around the country an all new experience. They also provide an air purification solution for the entire home. So whether you need the Molecule Air for large rooms or the Molecule Air Mini for smaller rooms, you can now choose the unit that's best for your space or create a bundle. We love our Molecule. It's also very pretty. Like I think people think it's like a like an objet d'art, uh, but it keeps our bedroom feeling super clean. And, you know, we live in Los Angeles where the smog is kind of gross and there's just always stuff in the air. And it's just been really nice to be able to breathe freely. So for 10% off your first air purifier order, visit molecule.com and enter code adventure10 at checkout. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com and enter adventure10 at checkout for 10% off your first air purifier. 
So anyway, so so indeed, we use that agency to help us find a donor. So what is that process like? And also, where it in relation to when you got married, how far? Yeah. Like when when was this essentially? So we're like. So you got married in March 2012. Yeah. Yeah. So the process started like three years ago in earnest. Okay. Mm. So like 2013. Right. So and we're, we're expecting a baby. We're expecting we a baby. Should, oh, yeah. yeah in Spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Are <laughs> no, we no, 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 no. Spoiler alert. It's wonderful. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we're like knocking wood. And Falcor Kushner. Falcor Kushner. <laughs> Barley. That is such a great name. Why don't we take that for our future child? Do you know what child? it means? I love it. Do you know what it means, honey? Um, no. What does it mean? It's a protector of the people. Oh. Guys, this stems from a long car conversation where we're all talking about names for babies and all the names I wanted. Dory's like, no, because they're super cool names. Like Falcor. Falcor, Riker, <laughs> Farragut. Farragut. <laughs> uh, Mark and Matt both happen to be huge Star Trek nerds. Well, I mean, <laughs> Mark's, Mark's I'm, a, I'm an armchair Star Trek. I don't know. My knowledge isn't as deep. But anyway. Hmm. I mean, we're having great conversations. Anyway, right? okay. So, so this is so. So this was about three years ago. So, all right. So it's three years ago, and I'd say so. It's taken us really from. It's taken three years. Okay. Taken three years solid. So, the agency. So the agency is um, in Massachusetts. The agency is based in Massachusetts and is run by a lawyer mm. um, that has um, relationships. You know that that finds women donors and has a dossier on them. So I think that's a traditional... Okay, yeah. So yeah. you go through like some sort of pamphlet type... Not a pamphlet, but like a binder. Super weird. Binders full of women? S- indeed. Uh, what is, a simpler time. And it is so weird. Do you see what they look like now? Yeah. So you see... Oh, you get to look at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you go Very both ways? Could you go like, I don't want to see them? I just want to read about them, or do you you we want actually, to look at them? We ended up kind of going the other way. So we were mm. like, okay, we're gonna you know be very, we're gonna go deep. We want the, the mm-hmm. great degree and the amazing pedigree and yeah. no cancer in their family, and because you can really find out everything. Yeah. And that was driving us crazy. Mm. So we ended up going with someone that we just saw the picture and felt this kind of like yes, okay, um, and uh, so. So we did that, which is another process because then she has to go through a cycle. Right. Oh and my God. and about that. these are women who have offered themselves up to be egg donors. They don't they don't have to say they don't have to like agree to be your egg donor. No. Okay. No. And in fact, they uh so I know that's that, another hurdle? Yeah, yeah. So so this is and this is also your first big bill, right? So how, you're, yeah. you're buying an egg. How much is that? Ooh. I want to say like twenty grand. For okay. like the whole thing, All right. so you're paying for you're paying for an IVF an cycle, Exa- exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then maybe it's more because you have to pay her. I don't, I don't remember, but like that's you pay like her. Ball, well, she has, of course, yeah, an, an egg is worth a lot more than a sperm donation. That's true, it's a bit more. Believe me, I know. Yeah, believe me. You can't just go into a jerk off room, <clears throat> find a ramekin. Yeah. We should talk about that. We will. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so anyway, so we, so we, so we, um, everyone involved besides me is incredibly young. So mm. she's like 21, 22. Mm. So the eggs came plentiful eggs and all of amazing quality. Fantastic. Great. Um, we go mm-hmm. to an, uh, in, I, I guess a clinic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That clinic is in New Jersey mm. because you can't do it in New York. You can't do... You can't um, do the fertilization in New York. What? Why? 
Uh, again, New York, again, laws. So this laws. is you should you should ask a lawyer. York. So we drove out to New York Jersey. Is so fucked up. It's pretty stupid, right? Yeah. Ugh. Maybe you can, I don't. Well, for whatever reason, our clinic is in you, Jersey. Like, New York I, like doesn't want you to transport eggs across state lines or something. I don't think you want to be tossing these eggs around in general. Right. Right. Sure. Oh, so your egg donor did her cycle at this clinic in New Jersey? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the clinic where you selected this woman was that. In New Jersey as well, or was that in Massachusetts? No, that was the Massachusetts. Cl- so the clinic is a third party, so I have a lawyer who's okay. an agency. So I actually have a lawyer representing me. Then I have an agency that's run by a lawyer, mm-hmm. and then we ha- now we have a clinic, third party, mm-hmm. a clinic. Mm-hmm. So I go to the clinic. How I, did you choose the clinic? Uh, the agency. The agency. This is where, so the agency now started like pointing me. So now I had a Sherpa. Mm-hmm. Do you think they get kickbacks? Oh. I don't think they need kickbacks oh. because it is so expensive at this point. Got it. Yeah. So like 20 grand is just the first minor down payment yeah. on this process. Okay. Um, I think we, we weren't bargain shopping people. Right. I know people that like really try to reduce yeah. uh, the, the total cost. I but mean, there's some things you want to skimp on in life and I think your child is not one of them. This was one of them, right? Yeah. 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 So I thought we could, you know, we could wait to replace our toasters, you know, we'd yeah, find, sure. find other cuts. You'll to get make. it. Yeah. So, uh, so we I go, mean, how much bread do you eat? <laughs> That's an excellent point. A baked potatoes story. Oh, fair. Sweet potatoes. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and we go and we deposit our sperm sure. into a medical supply. Together. No, actually, did they offer it? There's no gay porn. We're like here, which is so funny because someone else we were just talking to said that their well, I mean, clinic I, was seventy percent gay porn. Someone else we were talking clinic? to, your husband. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Oh, it must the be porn, a demographic. The thing, porn right? at California Fertility Partners in the jerk off room. <laughs> This is one of our favorite you topics. You slide the drawer <laughs> about this all day. And yeah. you have, your selections are hardcore anal heterosexual sex. Okay. Or the most beaten, <laughs> spine broken, <laughs> gay porn magazines you've ever seen. Like I'm talking, these were like, they probably send someone out into Brentwood. <laughs> To go as deep into someone's wooden property as possible to find this pornography. Then they drive it back in a Mercedes, bring it upstairs, go to the third floor, and drop it in that drawer. It was, mo- it was I mean, all the, all the magazines were gay. So what did he use? Uh, my phone. I there brought was, my phone with me. So like crazy, there was no reception in the room. <gasps> Chris and I both had a similar experience. Big, big easy chair? Did you have a big lazy boy? There's an easy chair that I opted not to sit in. Not to sit in. Ours had a toilet guard on it, which okay. is... that's fun. No. There was a toilet. There's a toilet in there. No, really? Here's how this works at the place. So there's a, there's a battered chair, a battered <laughs> leather, pleather recliner. Yeah. Like, there like must be one place one where that you like see. <laughs> like it's the kind, I would describe it as a chair that like Goodwill would say, no, thank you. We appreciate your attempt. Uh, we're not even going to throw this out for you. Uh, Bring it to the jerk off room. It's like a chair. It is like, only suitable for the jerk off. You ever have like that friend's house you'd go over and like you'd see the chair his dad always sat in yeah. and you're like, oh, he's jerked off in that chair a ton. Oh, it's just like farty and gross. Yeah, it's yeah. that chair. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. There's a toilet and a sink. What? And, I never knew there was a toilet. Uh, there is. And then there's, um, I would describe it as a, 
like when Motel Six finally got flat screens TVs, like those are the TVs that are. In That's better. We had a VCR TV combo in our. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just it reminded me. It's impossible to fast forward or rewind if, if yeah, efficiently. It, yeah, efficiently. Yeah. So it was a. It was. We had to use our imagination. Both of us used wow. our imagination. Wow, kids. Yeah. You put your mind to it. You can accomplish anything. <laughs> it's oldie timey stuff. So, but, it, but they didn't say, yeah, go on in. Both of you? Were we supposed to like fillet each other <laughs> in the room? Like that it's messes not... up the sample. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's the true. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's, that that's was problem. stupid of me. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. This is why you're not a doctor. That's <laughs> exactly right. We both managed. Against the odds to yeah, produce samples. You got, it. Okay. Yeah. you got sperm. Yes, exactly. And then, oh, you don't have this. There's a weird moment where they tell you, uh-huh. and there's a weird competitive thing. Oh, where you're like, who's, you're like, who's more motile? Oh. Who's the most ample of the most? And, uh, and? and it, it, no, it was like a split. Like um, I don't remember who. Perhaps yes, I do. had more but less motility. Mm. But Chris's were, were exceptionally Mo- motile. Mm-hmm. Motile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. It was. Oh, I wish. It, it, it could have gotten dark if one Honey, of us had the thing. I never okay. wished you produced sperm until now, just so I could have that competitive moment with you. He loves the competition. Go fight Love win. the competition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chances you just, are, we've seen one. mine tested, and uh, <laughs> you're going to win. Uh, so, so they take our sperm, and they put it into eggs, the eggs. And they and don't tell you. No, so, then, so now you have to choose. Now choices start. Oh, okay. So you've already chose the woman, and now... We had an odd number of eggs. Okay. Okay. They'll just do 50 50. Oh. Mine is, mm-hmm. is what we opted to do. Mm-hmm. But then there's a, a last one who chooses. So we were like, you know, just you, tech, you choose. Okay. Uh-oh. And then um, not all of them make it. Yeah, right. Know, right. So you end up Wait, with, with five days. They go to blastocysts and then mm-hmm. you have them all genetically tested. Right. Yeah. So they're all tested and then, um, and then they're frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? How many eggs? Did we end how up? Many, how many embryos, embryos did you end up with? We ended up with we ended up with six. Oh, great! Right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we ended up with six, and of those, we opted to find out the sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so we had one boy and mm-hmm. five girls. Oh, great! Here we are so trying every, to get girls. Everything's going great. Oh, we're we are rich with girls. Morning. And we very much want two kids, and we very much want a boy and a girl. We also yeah. just want healthy kids, but we're sure. right. So, yeah. um, but we thought, okay, so we've got a boy and five girls. Why don't we um, go with the boy? But I, we can't make that decision. We're not God. Yeah. So we go to the doctor, uh, so our fertility doctor, the guy mm-hmm. who's going to implant the mm-hmm. or do the transfer, and we're like, just you tell us the right decision, the medical right decision to do here, the egg with the best chance to make it. Oh. You know, whatever magic you guys do. And he just shrugged his shoulders and was like, go with the boy. (laughs) So science. (laughs) Which is another one of these, like, why is there not just a fucking answer here? Mm. No, there never is. It's like a a divining stick to do a better job. I think they just don't have answers because they don't. Have answers. They They just don't. Well, I think it's, I think they might have answers. They just don't want to give them. I'm with you. If they're wrong, then that's a thing. But I think they, in their head, they have answers for everything. Which is what ended up happening. So we got, uh, so so indeed, we transferred. Uh, Wait, question. Yes. At this point, yeah. did you already have the surrogate? Ah, uh, yes. So, no, we didn't. Um, we had, uh, so we had these eggs frozen. Right. Embryos. Em- sorry, yeah. So we had these, these embryos literal frozen. Literal baby steps. I, I'm taking you through it. 
No, like I love step it. Step by step. Yeah. Okay. No, this is great. So what? We're like a year in at this point. Okay. And now we start to look for a surrogate. Not we. So the agency starts mm. starts uh, looking for a surrogate. They find one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Uh, we meet her and her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, in Massachusetts. And, uh, they, yeah, yeah, that's right. They lived in Massachusetts, uh, Worcester. Mm. And they, we, we meet them. We meet them at IHOP. We really get along. And you didn't go to a 99? We didn't. Oh my god! I was, I was looking back. You didn't go to a friendlies. Of the mistakes we made. Uh, <laughs> we go to a friendlies. Go down to that pyramid-shaped store. Do you know that store I'm talking about? 
There's a store that is built. It's a crazy architectural weird thing that's right off 495 when you're coming out of Worcester on the right. Or is it out of, coming out of Rhode Island? It's on 495, and it's a pyramid-shaped building. And it used to be like an electronics store. Anyway, we'll talk about it later because I have to show like, you the pictures. Like Romulan headquarters. It's cool. Yeah, but it's like in the inside of it, the space was not great. <laughs> and it just and it's sitting now. Anyway, we'll t- talk about that. So you met with them at IHOP. We met with them at IHOP. We liked each other. And, and he's there as well, mm-hmm. um, our uh, agent. So, mm, okay. okay. Right? Yeah. What does he order? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Chris and I went to IHOP beforehand. We met, we rented a conference room at the, let's say Marriott sure. in Worcester. Yeah. Yeah. And with like water, it looked like we were having a summit. Oh boy. And uh, anyway, we, it was fine. We all like each other. I mean, we had, it's the most awkward, stilted conversation in the world. Oh, of like, course. hello, Does you. she talk about why she wants to be a surrogate? Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever bullshit reason she said. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, um, uh, Fine, great. She's going to do it. Amazing. So she's got to go over her medical records together. She has to get tested. She has to go to the clinic and da da da. And we're not in touch with her. The agency, the agency is, in touch is with her. right. So like four months later, it turns out it's not going to be her. So we have to start again. So we find another surgeon. Just why? I didn't she know didn't. That she wasn't able to get her act together to get her medical records together. Okay. Ah. Yeah. All right. So it's like you know like a minor a minor thing, but it was a four, another four month. Right. Four yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, we end up um, meeting uh, a really, really nice uh, woman, uh, Elizabeth, and her boyfriend and her two kids, because you want your surrogate to have successfully yeah. delivered two mm. kids, at least one kid. And um, we really liked her. She really liked us. And great. So that's and she's that. also in Massachusetts. She's in Massachusetts. And we get her a lawyer because she needs a lawyer. We get another lawyer. Um, and we start to uh, work on the contract. Uh, which is which is also kind of super. You you can get incredibly picayune with it. You can. Mm. We opted not to, but you can be like, we don't want you to eat the following cheese. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, okay. we didn't do that. Mm. Um, so she passed. She was healthy. Yeah. Um, and how old is she? I want to say she was twenty five ish. Okay. Five-ish Finkel. Five-ish Finkel. Maybe a little younger. Maybe a little younger. All right. Um, so we, uh, she, she drives to New Jersey. We drive to New Jersey. Uh, we do the transfer. And it, it works. She's pregnant with, uh, with our boy. Mm. Um, and we go to uh, where she lives in Massachusetts mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of times to be there for the sonogram, to mm-hmm. meet with the, uh, the OBGYN, to go to the hospital and see where she's going to deliver. It's all happening. Um, and then we, we, uh, we hit a road bump. Um, she went into, uh, I guess early labor, her water broke at, uh, 22 weeks. Mm. Um, Chris and I, you know, sped to Massachusetts, um, where she was in, uh, she, she ended up at Brigham Young. Mm-hmm. Brigham Women's. Brigham, yeah, exactly. Brigham. Sorry, Brigham Women's. <laughs> <laughs> different, different place, different, a different mm-hmm. place. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe like the whole thing's a blur. So, right. so basically the, the pregnancy wasn't viable. Mm. Um, and we went through a very long 48 hours Yeah, and it was interesting. All of the worst case scenarios of the contracts, mm. um, 
actually, in retrospect, really came into play. Like, thank God Elizabeth was amazing. But at 22 weeks, you can choose to, yeah. to try and... Um, oh, you can try to save the baby. You can try and save the baby. Um, every doctor we spoke to said that it's the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. But Elizabeth felt that it was worth it. Ultimately, though, it was legally it was our choice. Mm. But certainly, I mean, she's there. She's in labor. You, you don't. Yeah. And she was she was um, you know amazing and receptive to our wishes. And you know we ended up going through that really horrific experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that was it. We kept in touch with Elizabeth for uh, you know a few weeks just to make sure yeah. she was okay mm-hmm. and anything that we could do to help. Um, because we all we, we we all went through it together. The right. three of us went through it together, um, and then we tried to catch our breath and decide mm-hmm. what to do next. So this is what I listened to a few of your shows, and the thing that galled me is that nobody called, mm. Mm. and no one from the doctor's office. No one from the doctor's office called. And uh, which doctor are you asking to call? The doctor that did the embryo transfer. The OBGYN. So. Any doctor, really. Amazingly, both. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, like, it was an emergency. It wasn't her hospital. Like, there's lots of reasons why. And, mm-hmm. I, if, you know, if, if, if I was rational about any of this, I'd understand why. But, you know, this is, if anyone's been through anything like this, mm-hmm. this is not, you're not rational. Mm-hmm. And you want to know that people are looking out for you. Mm-hmm. And no one was looking out for us. Um, we ended up in an amazing hospital mm. with great nurses and doctors. And, and that was, you know, like a blessing. But, um yeah, we didn't, and, and, and there's no mechanism in this process for the doctor who did the transfer to actually know what's happening, mm. which I find stunning. Yeah. So when we decided that it was time to start up again, um, you know, three or four months later, um, and we got on the phone with the doctor, and he was like, la-di-da, we, we ended so up... did he have any idea? He literally had no idea. So I, I, I lost it, and I screamed at him, which isn't really my style Mm. um but it was like a truly just like Mm. visceral emotional outbreak and then as he started talking i realized that in he actually really had no idea Mm. uh yeah yeah they were oh you know what they they just kept sending bills and every bill that came i just got angrier and angrier because they were you know whatever our our eggs were in storage or embryos were in storage right um and that that just provoked me so i think um yeah that do you think that your surrogate felt guilty um yeah yeah she she was a yeah she felt like she had done something wrong which she hadn't right total lightning strike not her fault Mm. um but she was very invested in giving us a good experience she almost had like a customer service approach to it yeah sure. right and uh Try to it, make sure like if you rented a house or something the heat worked just just as a for instance maybe yeah um and uh and i think it really yeah she she had a really really tough time and like because you're not supposed to be like friends with your surrogate this got a little too close. You're, you're really not supposed to be friends. Right. With you should have a, a good relationship. Yeah. You know, um, but at an arm's length. Right. She wasn't married, and her boyfriend moved to St. Louis mm. during the pregnancy at week 16 or 17. 
and she was kind of moving apartments and she had a new, she had two kids and she mm. blah, blah, her life got very complicated. And Chris and I didn't made a decision that we, we would help her mm. and we helped her get an apartment. We ended up paying for the apartment mm. and we got, a, we got close. Right. Um, and I think that ended up like further complicating. That made it harder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's, it's so uh, an it amazing is, story, but this side you have like, this doesn't enter into your realm of dealing with like, it's you guys and doesn't yet, but it's you guys and the doctor. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting conundrum we're in because we have, you know, there's, I don't know how many rounds of this my wife can take. Like it's demanding physically. It's uh, emotionally a, a roller coaster for us when, you know, at least the last time when we got the eggs implanted and, she had to, Dory had to call to find out after she took the blood test for the pregnancy test. If yeah. hello, hi, just checking, am I pregnant? You know, she couldn't even get an answer. No, 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 no. That's not true. Isn't that true? No. They I was call- at work while this was happening. Seema, they called me. They did. Yes, they I called you me. Had to call them. No, no, no. I did not have to call them. Guys, I told the wrong story. Yeah. No. That that's that's wrong. Um, Seema called me the day of the, of the, um, I think of another instance. I think what you're thinking of is that when I took the blood test, I said to the office, to the receptionist, that's right. Am I going to like, are you guys just going to put this in the patient portal or is someone going to call me? She said, Oh, I I guess we'll put it in the patient portal. I said, could you have someone call me please? Good for you. Like, I don't want to find out if I'm pregnant in the patient portal. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like. But this is, so I think our big takeaway, so then, so, so we basically started again, right? And yeah. Our, we had a different attitude this time. And our attitude was, everyone's stupid involved in this process. Mm. Like, just, they might be good at science or at, you know, doctoring, but as far as people, mm-hmm. everyone's like really out of touch. Mm. And if you're not advocating for yourself, mm-hmm. then it just won't happen. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, so we started up again. We found a new surrogate, um, and we we went back to the same clinic mm-hmm. to do the transfer. Today's show is brought to you by Pretty Litter. You know, hiding out during the long winter months means a lot of downtime at home. And if you're a cat owner, you might be apprehensive about being within nose shot of a litter box for hours on end, especially when it's due for a refresh. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you can get odorless litter delivered right to your door. Now, we don't have a cat, but our dog walker, I know, ironic, our dog walker has a cat and she loves Pretty Litter. She says it is so clean. It comes in this tiny package. It lasts for so long. And she also loves that it can tell you when your cat might be getting sick. It's really kitty litter reinvented. And unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell. It's virtually dust-free because it's manufactured with a specialized de-dusting process. And it ships in a small, lightweight bag that lasts an entire month. So you don't have those bulky containers or frequent trips to the store. And what also is really cool about it is that it monitors your cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. So you can like get right on it and get to the vet. 
You can't change the weather, but you can change your kitty litter. So make the switch today. Go to prettylitter.com. Use promo code ADVENTURE for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Did you get new embryos? We got new eggs, yes. We were because you wanted a boy. Because you wanted a boy, and yeah, also there was a no one knew why. No, what right, happened, happened. right. So, so it could have been because of the egg. Could have been anything. So we went yeah. through that process again. So you with went through a, a whole process of picking a new with a different with a donor with a different donor. Interesting. Yeah. Did you use the same agency? We did. Okay. Triple follow up question: What are you going to do with the five embryos you have in storage? Yeah. Because there will only be half siblings at that point. Yeah. It's interesting. Or potentially not genetically related at all. If say, right. right, right, yeah, and but it's oh, a good question. Cool. But like, you don't even need that scenario. We, so we have six frozen embryos. We were only planning on having two kids. Yeah, what are you going to do with the other science. four? Science, science. There are things that like yeah. I'm. I'm very comfortable being in denial about for a little. Yeah, like sure. A, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, and. Uh, Anyway, so we started up again. We got to the clinic. Sorry. By all means. Question. Yes. <laughs> did you, when you were choosing the new egg donor, yeah. did you choose her in the same way that you chose the first one? We did. Just kind of on instinct. We went on instinct. We weren't, look, we're not, we weren't completely blind. We looked at her background. Right. Also, she gets a, uh, she gets a psychological workup, both from our mm. agency and from the clinic. And, um... Um, we asked for baby pictures, pictures of her relatives, just, you know, more stuff. But mm. we saw her and we felt something like the closest facsimile we could have to love, mm. like, you know, like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. And, and we thought all of this, there's so many decisions along the way. Could we bring something that's a little more um, whimsical or, or, you know, of the moment yeah. into mm-hmm. the process? Instinctive. Instinctive. Personal. Exactly. Personal. Yeah. And uh, we, we are... Of, of all the decisions that we've made, this one we're like, we feel great about. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we both carry pictures of her on our phone. Like we. But you've never met her. No. No, no, no. Love that. Oh, there's no contract draw. Do you know her name? Or that just gets handled we by We don't the know her name. And sh- this, this donor versus our first one is not interested in meeting us. Mm. Sounds like a great donor. We don't want to meet her. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> You're learning. You've learned from your previous. We've learned, experience. and we also moved faster on this, mm. and because we understand that, like any dilly dallying, will just it is months. Of delay. Well, and also conceivably, if she's in the book or the binder yeah. or whatever, yeah. some other couple could be looking through it and be like, "Oh, I want her." And if they get to her first, it's, yes, and you, they also tell you how it's many not times, like sperm. how many times they've done it before. Oh, I, how do many, they do that? I don't know if they do that with sperm. I, I don't, I don't think they do it with. I don't yeah. think they like, do it. How with sperm. would you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's so much of it. So had she there's, had she donated crazy. eggs before? She hadn't. Okay. Interesting. So um, we were the first go around. So we're the first go around, and um, again, super successful. But along the way, this the clinic in Jersey that hadn't called us made us sit down with a social worker that we had sat down with before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's legal or if it's there. I don't know, liability, but we basically, in this, you know, we lost a baby. It had been maybe two years already, this process. It was like a trying thing. We sit down with a social worker who asks us these, like, you know, grinning face, asshole questions. You know, like, I don't know. And what does your mother think about this? No. Yeah. And I just 
I just, I actually, Chris stopped me. But that moment was when it really became like crystal clear that yes, everyone really is, is not, everyone's Aware. stupid. Yeah. Everyone's stupid. Yeah. And it's, they're not bad people. Right. This is just, it's not their job to be aware of how emotional yeah. this is. It, it, you know what though? I kind of think it is their job. So I do too, but currently today, right. it's not their job. And like you, yeah. you think a well, social worker you know, should. When I worked at a funeral home, we did 170, 180 funerals a year. And you know, the family that would come in would be, you know, let's say it's the hundredth family of the year that had someone die. So it's the first time for them. So we all would be at their beck and we would help them through the situation. We'd be fully aware of what this emotionally was like for those people. You had empathy. We had so you have to have empathy. Yeah. You can't just treat it like it's your fucking job and it's a conveyor belt and this is where this goes. You're so right. So it's why am I like, so maybe I'm just angry. No, I think maybe, or maybe this is denial and it's the it's Well, the, I think it's a little bit of denial and I think it's a little bit of those people that maybe don't they might not realize it in their way. I think with, you know, with what we were doing, it was so specific to... The emotions are just so at the forefront. So, they're so heightened. They're yeah. so heightened. Mm-hmm. And, I think and, well, and you're, you're on hormones. You're on stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh, That's well, even, like, physically... What I was you... saying is... What I meant was that at a funeral, oh. the emotions are all just there. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. a fertility clinic... I would argue that it is relatively easy... For, and I, look, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like for doctors and especially people in the lab, they can kind of shut themselves off. They can they can pretend that the heightened emotions that we all feel are not really there. And I wonder if that's part of how they cope too with what they do, right? Because it's like you there's know, so much failure. That's why there's a lot of. I'm gonna be honest. That's why there's a lot of in funeral directors. There's a lot of alcoholism. <laughs> Because it's so. That's how you cope. Yeah. Because if you it's open so yourself, intense. you open yourself up to everything that's happening. Well, that's so. So I'm I'm obviously very torn because but in a way, is, like I don't. I maybe I don't want these guys to be emotional. Yeah. Right. I just want them to be clinical. Right. And maybe they shouldn't call me and tell me how sorry they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want them to make me a baby. And if it didn't work once, we're just going to go at it again. What yeah. I, what I resented about the social worker was that it was this kind of like. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a so I'm talking to you, mm. and like we didn't want to fucking be talked to. We just right. wanted to do the transfer yeah. and leave us alone. Right. Like take yeah. your exorbitant fee and leave us alone. Right. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, that's what ended up happening, and uh, so you've met the surrogate now. So we met exactly. So we met the surrogate, her husband, and her two kids. And you found her through the same agency. Same agency. Okay. She uh, lives in. They live in uh, a suburb or a town close to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Again, Pennsylvania, one of the good states. Pennsylvania, good state. Do you have any idea how they recruit surrogates? I don't. Me either. Do you? No. I really have no idea. It, like, do they put an ad on Craigslist? Like, I feel are you a they surrogate? Advertise. They have listener? to advertise somewhere, but where do they advertise? I'm asking the listeners. Oh, yeah. Are you a surrogate? Have you ever been a surrogate? If so, how did you arrive at that decision? How did you find the clinic that you were a surrogate for? How did you find the family that you were a surrogate for? If you know or have any experience with that, please email us at mattanddory at gmail.com. Or doryandmatt at gmail.com. Or call us at 416... Nope. Or, sorry. 413-461-BABY. Sorry. 413-461-BABY. 413-461-BABY.
baby. Hey, that's a great number. Thank you. Um, you know, we actually got an email this week from someone whose wife is going to be a surrogate for a gay couple in Israel. So perhaps I will follow up with him and see if his oh, that'll be wife would like to. His wife is going to be a surrogate. For yeah. that's And this time, now that our surrogate is married and she's married to, he's actually a nurse, right? A pediatric nurse. Mm. The decision to, it's really a family decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they've both been amazing. Do you think, like, do you think her husband was on board from day one or did he take convincing? Um, I'm obviously asking you things you might not know the answer yeah, to, but yeah, I'm yeah. curious. No, in this case, I don't. Look, so she's, she's a surrogate first and foremost because she had two successful pregnancies mm-hmm. and she worked until the day she gave birth. She's good at being pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's blessed that way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, if, if you think of the husband's perspective and you think of a difficult pregnancy, that wasn't, that wasn't the case, right? Mm-hmm. They went on with their life. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it, it's, it's invasive, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't debilitating mm-hmm. or anything. So um, I think he was in on the discussion mm-hmm. and, and in on the decision. Right. Ultimately it's her decision. Um, well, and if you think about it from a financial standpoint, she's, if she's working up until the day she delivers, she's getting paid her regular salary. And then she's also getting paid basically another salary. That's right. To be a surrogate. Yeah. So they want to buy a house. So she's making what twice her salary in a year. So they, do you know how much she gets? She gets 40,000. And how much do you pay? How much do I? How much do you pay the agency? Do you pay the agency 40000 You must pay the agency more. So we actually, so yeah, we establish a trust. Oh, wow. Basically with funds held in escrow. <sighs> yeah. So yes. many lawyers. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, by the way, now there's another lawyer. Uh. There's actually another two lawyers now because now I need to, we need to drop documents for the county in Pennsylvania for where the birth will happen. She needs a lawyer and we need a lawyer. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of notaries involved in this sure. process. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had, we had a lot of notarizing to you do guys too. Do? Yeah. Because we when do, you, cause... when you sign all the consent forms for what you're going to do with the embryos, ah. there's a lot of notarizing. Yeah. So we had that one set of many forms, but it was, you know, there's only one scenario. Yeah, it was only that. one. It's right. just like, what I mean, do you do with the embryos? You know, like it's minor on the pain in the ass list. But right. It just, um, well anyway, so she, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I was asking you how much you paid the agency. Oh, God, so much money. Um, like, I don't have it itemized, but roughly 80000 I don't think that includes their fee, though. 80000 so forty for her. There's health care. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because she, she needs an entire different health care policy. Interesting. Oh. Because her most... I mean, it, it, it depends, but her insurance didn't cover uh, delivery of a baby um, for, for surrogacy. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Things you don't think about. And then also, uh, you know, there's clauses in the contract, like if she loses work, if she, we'll, we'll pick all of that up. If she needs bed rest, we'll cover mm. daycare. And but luckily, thank God, you know, like yeah. no, nothing like that's happened. Um, but yeah, so there's uh, there's doctors' visits, obviously, and examinations, mm-hmm. and um, she gets a check monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I think like total total 
cost, mm-hmm. I think, is if it had gone straight through and we mm-hmm. hadn't had, um, had lost a baby, I think 120, 130. And wow. like I said, we weren't bargain hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've talked to people that have done it for 80. Okay. It requires, it's kind of like being your own general contractor when you're doing a right. house. Like, you can. It's just it, it's just more stuff, right. you know, yeah. and and we we opted not to to go that way. So eighty is probably baseline, like low end. If I'd love to know, like this is where you you guys have the audience that could tell you the yeah. answer. I like I'm also in New York, and maybe yeah. it's more expensive. Yeah, and, yeah. I wonder what it costs in other countries. Did you think about going to Israel and getting it free? Will they do it in Israel? don't think it's legal in Israel. Israelis are, we're going. I think that's why that woman is doing it for this gay couple in Israel. Mm. Yeah. I'm, mm. I don't, I, again, like, I don't know, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's not totally kosher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like everyone has told me and we're not at the finish line yet, mm-hmm. but like what everyone's told me and I'm starting to feel it now that, you know, hopefully we're like six weeks away from having a baby. I'm starting to forget about all the shit we mm. went through. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what everyone has said to us too. Yeah. That like, once you have a baby, you're going to forget about all the bullshit that you went through. <clears throat> yeah. It's becoming, you know, kind of, kind of a blur and watching, um, I watched my sister go through eight rounds of IVF mm. and she's got four kids now. Wow. And she, it was hell. Yeah. But she's got four great kids. Yeah. Actually, I remember when she was trying to have her oldest kid. Yeah. And it was just like, mm-hmm. yeah. when is this going to work? So I think there's there's lots of opportunity. I don't know. I don't know if you guys do it, you know, not to add a moral to the story, but there was lots of opportunity along the way for us to get frustrated, mm-hmm. lose faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad at mm-hmm. this, you know, that we persevered and didn't take it too seriously. Like as upset as I got by that social worker, by that doctor, yeah. by yeah. the dismissive way that, you know, um, people might, might regard this. Um, yeah, it's it's for us and for building our family. So, yeah. yeah. What advice would you give people in your situation? We made a choice not to be crazy researchers. Like, this is why I think what you guys are doing is so important. You're just being human beings and talking about your experience. Because I'm not sure that doing the endless research mm. makes it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, like a four star versus five stars or a yeah. Cornell versus Columbia. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, like we, we ended up here. It took us three years. Mm-hmm. We had, you know, an unfortunate incident along the way, but I don't know that becoming expert in experts in this would have changed it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just fascinated by this whole thing. It's weird. Though. It's a crazy, it's a whole other ball game yeah that's why i wanted mark and chris to be on the show a whole other balls game multiples <laughs> multiple balls <laughs> you guys so now so many balls in the air <laughs> the of the second round of ivf uh of egg donor fertilization how many eggs did you get out of that or embryos, embryos. did you get out of that round a lot yeah yeah we got a lot how many i want to say eight Wow. So you have five on ice from the first donor. We're not planning on using the first right. follow-up. What if we need one? 
Oh, wait. Right. So say you need one. Well, you don't want a fertilized egg. What if we need one? What if we're having problems with embryos? So this is exactly like me this asking is the question. my sister. This this is exa- the and you know what? It weirds me out. It's the greatest gift you could give Dory. It totally <laughs> is weird. Well, how do you feel about this now? I'm telling you, are you honestly. Now, are you like, now, I can't even make eye contact. Are you with now it's feeling weird. what your sister felt a little bit? <laughs> I'm sorry, sister. <laughs> Wow, he really set you he up really, there. Yeah, you're totally right. No, it's crazy. It's weird, right? Yeah, no, it's totally weird. No, I don't want. Yeah. It's totally weird that I have a kid that's living in someone's stomach in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, it's just comfy in there. I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think can a surrogate? Uh, this is a question. Maybe neither of you have the answer to. Does a surrogate get to decide? Like, I'll do this, but C-section. I want to keep it tight down there. Oh. That's that's her choice. Right, but is it can she say that? Can she decide how to have the child? Can you just have a C can you just go yes, I want a C-section? You can. You can. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. You can you can schedule a if C-section. I were her, I'd have a C-section. There's actually our first surrogate wanted to have a natural birth in a tub. At at home or at a birthing center Jesus with a doula. Christ. And then hmm. we said we didn't think that was a great idea. Yeah. I, I mean I'm sure it's a great idea for other it's people. Wonderful but for we, many folks. We out had there. enough risk factors. Right. We yeah. just thought let's just mitigate. And this, our current surrogate has a very matter of fact kind of. It's got the epidural. Seems like she's all this. business, ready to go. It is a delight. That's good. Yeah, the no emotions thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that really is. Maybe I. Maybe I'm. To- I was totally wrong. I just want clinical, cleanly. My emotions are enough for everybody. Mm, you want to be acknowledged. I, I was going to say, I think there's a difference between emotions and acknowledgement. There's a way that someone could have followed up in a, in a non-emotional way that would have made you feel heard and, and validated, but it didn't have to be like, I'm so sorry. Like if your doctor, <laughs> if the, if the clinic doctor had called up and said the following, let's say he didn't get you, he left a message and he says, um, Mark, I heard about what happened and I just want to let you know that I'm sorry to hear that. And if you and Chris need anything, just let me know. Click. You hear yeah. that message. Yeah. Is yeah. that enough for you? You know what? He didn't even need to do that. Just yeah. when we called to start up again. Yeah. If he had said, acknowledge what had happened. Yeah. But again, he didn't know. He should, he should have known. Yeah, there has to, there should be some way of communication <laughs> between someone and yeah. someone. Did you feel like your agency handled it well? <clears throat> and they actually did. I don't think there was there wasn't much they could do. Mm. We made a critical error. We didn't make a good relationship with our surrogates OBGYN. Oh. Right, because it's that's a distant relationship. Already she's at arm's length, and now her relationship with her doctor, like I'm I can't go to Pittsburgh for every single right. yeah. meeting. So it's not a one-on-one. And in that case, we were super naive and we didn't even have the number. We had been away, we weren't at home, and we didn't have the doctor's number with us when we found out that she went into labor. Ooh. So like normal things that you know, we're responsible people. Of course we would have done. Like if one of us had been pregnant, we would have had the dot, we would have had the Right, of and course. this time, just because it had been at, um, at arm's length, yeah. um, it felt more out of our hands. Right. We've maybe overcorrected the second time around, but uh, that, that won't happen again. How much experience do you find that these 
OBGYNs who are not affiliated with the agency or yeah. these are just these women's regular OBGYNs, right? Like how much experience do they have with surrogacy? So in, uh, in, in this town and by Pittsburgh where we're doing it, yeah. we are the first ones. <gasps> we are just... We talk are, of the town? Talk of the town. Ooh. You roll in, they're like, oh my God, it's Ooh. them. Well, exactly. We're also, we're like, now we're like the boys from New York. And um, <laughs> I feel like the local paper is going to do a story on you. God, I hope not. I haven't said the town name, have I? No. No. That's not. No, okay. that's not. no, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, they're. Um, so we learned some good lessons too, having uh, at Brigham Women's. Um, there's nothing that says that we get a hospital room, for right. instance, right? Yeah. So, like, but we want to be with the baby, obviously, and the mm. baby needs to whatever, whatever. They were nice enough to give us an empty room next door. The room was empty, not a problem, blah. Um, but the hospital in uh, Pittsburgh had never has never dealt with this, so we we've spoken about things like that. Also, like in the wow. delivery room, well, there's like two more people in there. Where does everyone stand? Um, yeah, and you can actually contractually. It comes up in the contract negotiation with the surrogate. Like who gets to be in the delivery room? Yeah, there's basically, yeah. And where you stand. Oh, wow. Because I guess people um, in our position might care a lot about right. seeing the birth. Mm-hmm. Now, so. I don't know if you're familiar, but Black China in the delivery room did the mannequin challenge. And you might consider that for the birth. Oh. <laughs> did they have that child? Yes. Dream. Kardashian. Good God. Oh wow! Yeah, so I'll send. I you, learned something new. Yeah, I'll send you the video. Did it, yeah. did it blow up? Was it like the greatest mannequin challenge? It blew ever? up. It, yeah, I mean, it kind of was. Wait, okay. where was the baby? The baby wasn't out yet. The baby was out, I believe. Yeah, hmm. I think the baby was out. I think the baby was in the mannequin challenge. Oh, Am I making that up? Maybe the baby was not. I don't remember. Did you have a fever dream while you no, were in this? No, this mannequin bag? challenge exists. <laughs> It's nauseating. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. No, I don't think we're going to do that. All right. Yeah. All right. But we're, you know, we're going to, we'll, we'll plan to, we're planning to be there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. This has been an eye opening experience. This is really. And I hope our listeners have like enjoyed it as much as I have. Yeah. Not that I had joy. I just found it fascinating. The whole other side of this that I had not thought about. It's been, Yeah. Well, it's this, so many parties. The, the same way I felt listening to your podcast, mm. actually, is how we feel right now. Ugh, listening what to it's, it's going to be a great 2017. I hope so. I hope it is, guys. <sighs> Thanks for listening to this yeah, podcast. Happy everybody. New Year, everyone. If you'd like to, we'll be back next week with, uh, you know, our huge yeah. emails, voicemails, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully some responses from surrogates. We'll let you know, Mark. Yeah. Right. And again, Dory and Matt at Gmail, Matt and Dory at Gmail, 413-461-BABY. Give us a call. We have uh, a website now, doryandmatt.com. We have a Facebook group. Can you believe it? Excellent adventure. Oh my God. There's just a lot happening. Doryandmatt.com. Yeah. It was our wedding website. We repurposed it. It was for, also our wedding hashtag. Yeah, for the uh, for the podcast. <laughs> Which we... um, Mark, thank you so much. Thank you. This was really, really wonderful. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Uh, please come back again sometime. I'll hopefully bring a baby. Yeah. Oh my god, that'll be amazing. And hopefully, your husband won't be sick. Ah, uh, he'd be so much better at this than I am. He's literally yes. sleeping. 
12 feet away from us. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, everyone. Happy New Year. Have a good baby, everyone. Let's get a silver bullet trailer and have a baby bye. I'll safety pin this clothes all cool and you'll graffiti up his tie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.